Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. God's word for our meditation is the epistle lesson appointed for this fifth Sunday in Lent from Romans chapter 8. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For you, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we might also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. This is the word of the Lord. For our youth who are in school, here in grade school, high school, college, we've got a couple in grad school here. Do you ever sit in class and wonder, why am I learning this? When am I ever going to use this in real life? You ever think that before? Now, kids, close your ears. Right? Adults, there are some things we learn in school that you just, you never used again, right? But... Most of what you learn in school, 99% of what you learn in school, you will use in real life, in your job, in your everyday life, in the future. So study hard. It does pay off. It does make a difference, even if you don't think so right now. You know, sometimes when it comes to our life of faith, our eternal life, Right? The, the life after this one, we, we know it's ours. We know it's coming. We know that we have it through Jesus Christ. We wonder, how does that matter right now? It doesn't seem to have anything to do with the life that I'm living right now. And why is that? Well, one, one big excuse, one big reason is probably we're just so busy. Right? How often do you have time to think about your eternal life and why it matters? You're just trying to get through today. <laughs> You're maybe just trying to get through the next hour. Your calendar is full. There are so many things that you have to do. There are so many responsibilities and obligations and commitments that you have made that you have to keep. There's so much focus on the here and now that the thought of something after this life is so far out of sight and out of mind. Maybe that's the reason. But maybe we don't fully grasp what it means that you have eternal life right now. 
that right now, God promises you that heaven is yours. Heaven is yours, yet you're not there yet. That's true, you're not there yet, but it is as good as yours right now. And if we could fully grasp that, if we could fully comprehend what that means, think about how that would change how you live. Think about how that would change the way you look at the busy day ahead of you. Think about how it would change how you look at the struggles and the suffering that you go through in this life. Think about how it could change the struggle you have with sin and your search for peace. Think about how it could impact your relationships, why you live and how you live, what you do with your life. The truth is, dear brothers and sisters, that your life to come does impact your life right now. They're not separate from each other. They are intertwined. Your life right now has greater meaning and greater purpose and greater hope and peace and joy when you realize what your life to come means for you at this very moment. And that's what this section from Paul's letter to the Romans helps us understand deeper this morning. How this makes a difference, this eternal life that you have right now, how it can change your life right now here in this world. And there are three things that we're going to learn. And, and I do this every once in a while. If you like to be interactive so you don't doze off or, or wander off, there's some fill-in-the-blanks there for you in the service folder if you want to follow along and put those in. But the first thing that we're going to see here is that the fact that we have eternal life right now impacts our life right now because that means we daily die to the flesh and we live by the Spirit. Listen to what Paul writes to us and to the Romans. He says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. We are called as God's people, as those who have been washed clean of their sins, to put to death that flesh every single day. He says it's an obligation. It's what we do. It's who we are. He says that you put to death those misdeeds of the flesh. As, as blood-bought souls of Christ, as those who have been washed clean of those sins, made pure in God's sight through the blood of Jesus Christ, we hate those sins. We want nothing to do with those sins of the sinful flesh anymore. It is not who we are. It is not what we are made to be. And so we are called to daily die to that flesh. Because that flesh does not control us anymore. Instead, we live by the Spirit, that Holy Spirit who is in us by that gift of faith through word and sacrament. That is who we really are. We are spirit-filled. We are not controlled by the sinful flesh, but by the Holy Spirit living in us. That is who you are. Because eternal life is yours right now, I don't want to live according to my sinful flesh. We have the promise that these bodies are going to be raised from the dead. 
we have the promise that we will live in these bodies for eternity. So why would we want to use them for evil, for sinful things? These eyes will one day get to gaze upon the beauty of God. Why would we want to use them to look at sinful, wicked things? These ears will one day hear our God say to us, to you, to each one of you, come, come and share in the kingdom that has been prepared for you from creation. Why would we want to use these ears to listen to ungodly, sinful things? These mouths, these mouths are going to get to praise God with the angels forever and ever. Why would we want to use these mouths that we have right now then to lie and to tear down others? Use them for evil. Friends, we daily die to the flesh and we live by the Spirit. Because we know that these bodies that we live in right now will be our bodies forever. And so right now we long to use them to glorify God. As he says, to live by the Spirit who now lives in you right now. And how do you do that? I mean, how do you live by the Spirit? How do you daily die to the flesh? And how do you, how do, you do this in your everyday life? You live in daily repentance. Every day you go back to the cross and there you see blood, but not yours. You see innocent blood that was shed for you. You see where that one who died for you cried out, It is finished, so that all of your sins could be forgiven. In daily repentance, you go and see what your sins cost Jesus, but what he freely gives forgiveness and peace and life, new life in him. You go back to that empty tomb daily and see that it's empty. Jesus is alive. The promise that he is the resurrection and the life and because he lives, you too will live forever. That because Jesus lives in both body and soul, the promise is that you will too. We deal die daily to the flesh and live by the Spirit as we daily repent and as we daily remember the waters of our baptism. Remember there what God did for you. Washed you clean, made you his dear child, put his name upon you, clothed you in the righteousness of Christ. That is who you are, dear Christians. You have claimed to be his own child through those waters of your baptism. How do you daily die to the flesh and live by the Spirit? Yes, daily repent. Daily remember the waters of your baptism. And then encourage one another. Admonish one another in love. Lead each other to repentance. Share the law with each other when needed, but then share the gospel, the good news that your sins are forgiven. Your friends, in view of the eternal life that is yours right now, knowing that these bodies will be your body forever, daily die to that flesh. 
daily live by that Spirit. But Paul goes on. There's more. In view of that eternal life that's ours, he says that we get to live in freedom as the children of God. He says this, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And in Him, we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Dear friends, the fact that you have eternal life waiting for you means that this life right now is not about living in fear. It's not about living in slavery. It's not about a list of to-dos. It's not a life lived in guilt or shame or regret. It's a life lived in freedom. And I know that, that many people like to make religion and even Christianity about rules, about things that you have to do to get right with God. That's how a lot of people view religion. But that is not Christianity. That is not the message of the gospel. And friends, I know it's easy for us too, isn't it, to fall into that thinking? That the commands of God are something I have to keep? That going to church is something I have to do? That giving my offerings is an obligation? That using my time and talents to, to serve others and to serve God is, is something that I'm forced to do? My friends, listen to these words of Paul. You are not in slavery anymore. You are free. There is nothing you have to do. It's all been done. Christ has done everything perfectly for you. All has been accomplished. And now you have been adopted to sonship. You have been brought into the family of God so that God is no longer this angry judge, this one who is just trying to look for ways that you're going to slip up and, and, and putting all these impossible rules upon you. No, he's saying, I'm your Abba. I'm your Father. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing you have to do. Dear Christians, dear sons and daughters of, of the Heavenly Father, you get to live in freedom. You get to live for his glory because of all that he has done for you. You don't have to obey those commandments. You get to obey them to thank and praise him for all that he has accomplished for you in Christ Jesus. Our lives are not about a list of things to do to get right with God. Our lives are about freedom to live for him who lived and died for us. In view of your eternal life, in view of what you already have right now, a life with God in eternity in heaven, your life now gets to be one of freedom. Because that's already yours. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. It's yours as a gift. And that's how we get to live. And how do you know? How do you know for sure? Paul says that the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And where does the Spirit testify? Right here. The Spirit comes through his word. The Spirit comes through that message of the gospel, that good news, that all is done. Simply receive what has been accomplished for you. That Spirit testifies to our spirits. You are the children of God.
Now live in that freedom. Live in that peace. Live in that joy. Live like heaven's yours. Because it is. Paul tells us that life is different in this world. When we know what is to come. When we know what God has waiting for us. We daily die to the flesh. We live by the Spirit. We live in freedom as the children of God. And then he also tells us here that even as we go through life, we can patiently endure the sufferings because we know what's to come, glory. He says that now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we also may share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Being a child of God doesn't mean that life is easy. Being a son or daughter of the almighty king of heaven and earth doesn't mean that your life is going to be a bed of roses, no. Jesus told his disciples and he tells us that in this world, not you might have trouble. He says you will have trouble. This life is one of suffering. It's one of struggle. It is one of difficulty. It is one of facing death all day long, isn't it? This life is a veil of tears. This life is a living in the valley of the shadow of death. You know it. You feel it every day. The aches and pains are a reminder, aren't they? The health diagnosis. The strife in your relationships. The pain of body and the pain of mind. All of these things are a reminder that we're sinful. That death is coming. But so is glory. We know that there is glory to come. We know that we have an eternal life that is waiting for us. Where all of this suffering and all of this struggle and all of this difficulty and death will be gone forever. The suffering that we endure right now, it's, it's just for the present. It's only temporary. And I know it might not feel like it right now. It might feel like it is just never going to go away, but my dear friends, it is. It will. God may take it away in this life, but he certainly is going to take it away in your eternal life. The present sufferings that we go through, whatever it is you're struggling with right now, whatever it is that you are going through and that is causing you pain and sadness and struggle, it can compare with the glory that is waiting To be in that presence of God where we're told in Revelation that there's no more hunger, no more thirst, no more scorching heat, no more pain, no more sickness, no more death. It says that God himself will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Dear friends, the truth that that is waiting for you, the truth that that truth is already yours right now, Helps you to endure the present sufferings, doesn't it? 
because they're not going to last. They're not forever. They're only temporary. And they even serve a purpose to fix your eyes on that glory, to fix your eyes on Christ. Because this is not what we were made for. We were made to be with God. That is what he created us to be, and that is what will be. This suffering will flee away. And it will be nothing but glory and joy and peace forever. Friends, that is a promise for you right now. Can you begin to see, just at least begin to see, how this eternal life that you have right now can impact the life that you live in this world? As you struggle with your sinful flesh, as you daily die to it, as you live in repentance, as you remember the waters of your baptism and what God did for you there, can, can you just begin to imagine how this truth of that you have a life to come impacts how you live your life, that there's nothing you have to do. There's only things you get to do. That your life is not about trying to get right with God, but just living in the freedom that you're already right with God through Jesus Christ. You're beginning to grasp how that wonderful truth that these sufferings are only temporary can't compare with the glory that is coming and how you can look at the struggles of your life differently. Friends, this is a reality for you. This is real. This is not some fairy tale. This is not something that, that might happen. But this is something that is real and matters right now. We have the promise that we have life by the Spirit right now. And because of that, we have the promise that we will have life in these bodies once again. This is how Paul started out our, our lesson here. He says, And if by the Spirit of him, God the Father, who raised Jesus from the dead, if he's living in you right now, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Jesus lives. And I want nothing more to say he is risen, so you can say he is risen indeed, hallelujah, but we're going to hold that for two more weeks, all right? But Jesus does live right now. He lives triumphant or the grave. He lives eternally to save. He lives to come and comfort you and silence all your fears, wipe away all your tears, to give you the promise that he is the resurrection and the life and that means that death is not the end for you. It's only the beginning. The only beginning of what you are truly made for. And that matters right now. Right now in this very moment, it matters as you walk out these doors and go about the rest of your Sunday. It matters as you go back to work tomorrow morning. It matters as you face anything that this life might throw at you. Jesus lives. And so will you. Amen. Please stand.